This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Today on Voice of Change, I'm going to be remembering Holocaust Memorial Day. Holocaust Memorial Day is so significant. It's something that is remembered on an annual basis. And we remember the devastation of the Holocaust. For those who were directly affected, who have family members who survived the Holocaust or even died in the concentration camps or in other ways during the Holocaust, during World War II, we think about that today. We hold that in our hearts. We hold that up and we say, we remember this. The reason why we always remember the Holocaust every year is so that we can remind ourselves that this should not happen again and even though we see it happening again we saw the Rwandan genocide that took place in 1994 we see you know what is happening in Syria today we see the things that are happening on a continual basis and we still remind ourselves may this never happen again and then we ask ourselves what is my role to play what do I have to see today what I have to know why am I remembering this today And maybe for you, you've never thought about the Holocaust much or you've never thought about Holocaust Memorial Day, this Remembrance Day. Maybe you've never thought about it. Let's take a moment to think about it now and think, you know what, sometimes that may make us feel uncomfortable because we're thinking about something that's been very hard. Maybe you've seen video films or you, you know, read the diary of Anne Frank when you were back in school. This is the reality. You know, this is something that we need to learn from. For some people, specifically the Jewish people, they will remember those, you know, of their family who survived or who lost their lives. And for others, maybe you and me, we will think about what it means to stand up, what it means to have courage, what it means to fight back against that which is wrong, against injustice, against the things that we see with our own eyes and we feel with our hearts and our spirits and we see it and we say it is wrong. I know many, many people, maybe some of you listening, fought against what was happening in the apartheid era and came to the front. Maybe you had family members who were standing up for others. We want to honor all of that today. We want to think about it. We want to hold it in our hearts. And more specifically today, I want to talk about what it means to trust Jewish people and how Jewish people trust Christian people. That is a big deal too. We can't just, you know, expect that we're just going to trust one another. We have a long and complicated history. So today on the show, I have some incredible guests that are going to be joining me to talk about Wheatso. And also, I'm going to tell you a bit about wheat. So now you're thinking, what is this wheat? So does it have something to do with wheat? Nothing to do with wheat, I promise you. But it's an incredible organization of Jewish women who are doing amazing things that we're going to touch on on the show. And how another Christian woman came alongside and said, you know what? As Christian women, we want to be part. We want to join. We want to help. We want to aid. And I'm joined by Israeli living in South Africa, Tamar Lazarus, whose mother was the president of World Wheat. So which is a big deal. We'll touch on that in the show. And also I'm joined by author and speaker, Elizabeth Campbell, author of The Choice. And you know what? She has joined in with Wheatstone and is going to be telling you all about the Ruth branch that she founded, that she created, and how supporting Israel does come at a cost, but how it's a cost of courage. So you know what? Stay with me on the show. We're going to get into some deep water today, an important, important subject that we have to touch on. And you know what? A day to remember what it means to have courage in the face of tyranny. See you after this.
Tamar and Liz, it is so good to have you with me on the show today. I'm really, really excited to be talking about, you know, Jewish and Christian relationships. We're also talking about, you know, Holocaust Remembrance Day, which is very important, taking place today very sacred significant day but we also know there's a lot that's been you know happening with regards to Jewish people around the world with regards to Israel with regards to what we see with the chief justice happening needing to apologize about something he said you know that was pro Israel back in June 2020 lots of things happening so lots to talk about but tomorrow I want to start with you I want you to introduce us to Wheatso because we're going to be talking a lot about Wheatso today and Liz that's where you're going to come in as well but tomorrow I know that your mom was the president of Wheatso and I would love to know what is Wheatso all about you know tell us a little bit about it and how you know how deep this organization was for your mom. It must have been so incredibly meaningful for her to be the president of this international organization. Thank you, Lauren. Um, it's an honor to, to be in your program and uh, to participate in it. And I'm actually a third generation um, Wheatso woman, if you can put it this way. My grandmother was involved in the organization that just was before WITSO, that led to WITSO. Um, and uh, so WITSO started 101 years ago wow. um, in, uh, in uh, then Palestine, or actually as a result of Palestine, uh, of, of a result of uh, the, the women living in Palestine. Oh. So it started with three incredible women visiting Israel with their husbands on the um, on a fact-finding mission by their husband for the British mandate. Um, and they accompanied their husbands. All these women were very um, strong, uh, uh, progressive women in their own right for that, that time. One of them was Vera Weissman. Then later, uh, earlier, uh, later on, he was the first president of the state of Israel. She was a pediatrician. Wow. Um, Rebecca Seif, that was an educationist, a great feminist. And they were visiting Israel and they saw the condition that the women and children are living in Israel. Um, and they saw the, their need how to help them bring up the children. And they saw the need of the women to be part of the building of a state, of the country. Mm -hmm. um, most of those women came, as young women came without their families, and they saw their mission is to help them build a society and build a country. And as women, we know that our first priorities are our children. Um, we don't develop ourselves if we know that we need to be there for our children. We just don't go out and, and do things for ourselves um, if we know they need us at home. So always the look at a woman is how we can help empower a woman to develop herself by supporting her and supporting her children. Another thing is we know a, state, a future of any society is in its children. It's an education, building up the children. So how can these women saw that to build up a country, to build up a society, and to build up the women in their society is to support all those aspects of it. Mm. So Vera Weizmann, as a, a pediatrician, saw the need of caring for the children physically, um, um, educationally, um, food-wise. How do you feed the children? Mm. And 
um, Rebecca Steve saw the need of empowering the women with skills to become helpful in the society, how to support the system through their ability to be part of that building building of uh, the country. So they went back to the UK and said, we are starting a organization to support the woman. At the same time, when I'm talking about a grandmother, my grandmother was involved in an organization at the time. Uh, it was Nashim Ivriot, a Hebrew women in, in Israel, um, that they were doing voluntary work and working with with the, the, the women at the time in Israel. They then in, um, in UK um, built up this organization, raising money to build in Israel to then, that, that was Palestine at the time, daycare centers, baby clinics, um, uh, uh, agriculture, agriculture schools, um, all these things that then the women can bring in. Um, they build up their skills and their children are looked after. So the first baby clinics in Israel were by Witzer. Wow. So you, you have pictures of them bringing donkeys, bottles oh, wow. of milk to, to the women to feed their children, teaching them what is the, what of the, of the limited ingredients that they could get at the time in Palestine, and if those that know and know, know the pictures of then is then then Israel was there was nothing much available. A lot, of, many of these women came from different areas of the world or Europe, different type of food, different yeah. uh, uh, weather, and living in Israel, and that's how they started. They started with the baby clinic, moved oh. on to daycare centers, moved on to um, boarding schools, agricultural schools, youth villages. They developed later on into our main big youth villages that that hosted a lot of the children that came from post-Europe oh. Holocaust. Yeah. And that way we can link it as well to the Holocaust um, Memorial Day, a lot of Israel, building of Israel after the Second World War and after the Holocaust, that support of those women that came mm. to Israel broken um, with children, some of them afterwards, the children that were born in Israel, the, the teenagers that came to Israel with no parents or no oh, family, yeah. or they came with their families, but their family has to survive in Israel and, and build a future for themselves so the kids could go to a boarding school and their parents their parents can then build their life. Mm. Um, so that's where WITSO established and carried on and carried on. Um, one of our WITSO South African projects um, that WITSO in South Africa uh, established in Israel. It was the Mothercraft Center in Tel Aviv that was mm. actually started as an orphanage and a training center for pediatric nurses was sponsored by Witzer South Africa. Wow. We sent the money to that and that, that um, institution, that, that home was how Witzer got into uh, the United Nations um, uh, UNICEF Hmm. Wow, this is absolutely the babies that were there were the result of Holocaust. Yeah. Wow, you know, I'm thinking how phenomenal Witzer actually really is. And also then to hear 
South Africa being involved, Wheat So South Africa. It, this is, it's incredibly special. It's, it's incredibly special. And Liz, I want to bring you in a bit here. I know that, you know, you felt and had this heart to start, obviously, you are not Jewish. People that know you through your book, The Choice, know your love, Liz, for, for Israel and for the Jewish people. And, uh, you know, it's so incredible to always witness and see in you. And I think that is what I want to bring in here. You know, you wanted to start, the, you know, be part of WITO, but how as a, a non-Jewish woman, tell us a bit about your journey. What happened? You know, how did you see, I want to be involved. And um, what happened? Mm. Well, gee, Lauren, what a lovely journey it's been. It's been like effortless because it was just the right time. Um, obviously, with my involvement with the Jewish community and um, had a, a lot of Jewish friends, all I heard was about Wito. Wito, like, you know, we wake up to go to work, yeah. in the, you know, in the day. Uh, most Jewish ladies get up and go and raise money for Wito. <laughs> so <laughs> I said to Tamar and Felicity, all my Jewish friends are, Hey guys, how about we start a Christian branch of wheat? So it was under a lot of my Christian friends would love to give their, you know, some finance every month or whenever they can afford it into wheat. So, and we know that our money's going straight to grassroots levels of mm. Israelis, you know, and especially women and children at risk. And I mean, it was a no brainer for Tamar. And she just said, let me find my mother. She's the world president. I said, what? And it was like, she called her mom and her, her mom, obviously in Hebrew, they were yakking away there. And her mom must have said, well, if you trust her, I trust her. Because you've got to understand that WITSO is not um, a sort of a religious organization where, mm. you know, it's been purely obviously Jewish from Jewish women all over the diaspora who, you know, raise money to send home to Israel. So, you know, they didn't go the religious route. They thought, let because a lot of Jewish people sometimes have been very hurt and they, you know, have become maybe a little bit cynical religiously. Mm. And, you know, where was God during the Holocaust type of thing? So just to level the playing fields they just said let's not do any kind of a religious thing this is yeah. purely zionism and helping the israeli israelis across the board at grassroots so they said well liz we know you christians you always pray before you do anything and you you know you bring in the prophecies and whatever but if you can like kind of just come alongside us in a way that we all do for years, these hundred years, be our guest, come alongside mm -hmm. us, you know. So um, it's been fantastic because in doing things together, it's created a camaraderie and a sisterhood because never before mm -hmm. do us Christians really mix with Jewish people unless you are working with a Jewish person at yeah. work or you know, we have different lifestyles, different ways of, you know, on S Sundays we go to church, they go on a Friday night, Saturday, Shabbat. We've never had any common ground where we know now there's been this incredible interest in Israel on a spiritual level in Christians' lives. Yeah. And they're wanting to find out more about Jewish people. They want to help. The scriptures are coming alive with regards to our need you know, we have gleaned so much from them spiritually. Mm. And it says in Romans uh, chapters uh, 15 verse, um, I think it was 27 or something, about they've shared with us the spiritual blessings. We've been, you know, grafted into this 
incredible promise and covenants. And we are, the Paul says in the the the, the New Testament, that we are to share with them our material blessings. So I thought, what a way, what a way. And I mm. saw how every penny goes straight to Israel. Is there, This organization called WITO is incredible when it comes to rands and cents and dollars. Nothing goes to waste. I take my hat off to my Jewish sisters. They are frugal and nothing goes to waste and everything goes straight. So you know your your money's safe. It's not going to this organization that is just, you know, spending it on, on stuff back here and wasting it. And I had the privilege, one last thing, of being sponsored by the Wheatso um, ladies here in, in Cape Town. And they stood me to a trip to Israel for five days to mm. be part of a centenary. Their centenary, a hundred years old. And I went to Israel with these women and was like one of very few, I think there must have been like four or five Christians from other parts of the world that were also <laughs> part of Wheatso um, and experienced five days of the most incredible, incredible uh, lectures and tours around Israel where we saw, I saw with my own eyes, these incredible facilities. Mm, It was just off the charts, Lauren. Yeah. Mm, I'm going next time. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, take me next time. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Tomorrow, that's where I wanted to actually bring you in as well. You know, I, it's amazing, like Liz has been saying, a lot of Christian people don't interact, you know, much with Jewish people and have this mindset of what Jewish people are like, you know. So when Liz came to you and said, hey, you know, we want to start this branch of Witsa called the Ruth branch and, you know, it'll be Christians. How, how was that? Was that kind of like a good moment? Did it feel like a good moment? You know, what was kind of your thought at that time? My thought and my my reaction and my feeling was, wow, it's mm. incredible. It's wonderful to have such friends um, and that want to come side side by side with us. It's not an easy, it's mm. not an easy path to take. We see in our country, look what happened to uh, uh, Miss South Africa, the minute that she wanted to go to Israel, anybody that that shows any solidarity, any interest in Israel is um, get the flag. They get get criticized. It is a difficult path to take. We know our own Jewish history. There's not great love out there. So when um, Elizabeth came as a a pure friendship Mm. and it was so actually overwhelming and, and, and wonderful to see it, um, because it's understanding the trust. It's not coming, as uh, Elizabeth said, it's not a religious um, purpose. Yeah. It's people to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, we are a Jewish organization. We are carrying on the Jewish way. And that is where the support come, is to come to support us in our Jewish way. And the Israel, the people of Israel get stronger, that the people, uh, the Jews will go to Israel, make Aliyah. That Mm. is the purpose of the organization and the friendship. And to to strain, when we say, and I know this is amazing with fundraising, but part of our mission is educating about the true Israel, Mm, about to alleviate anti-Semitism, because when you don't know, 
you you have no knowledge of the other yeah. you assume and you take whatever is out there that is you've been told and that is part of anti-semitism mm. if people through the generation just um accepted what they hear out there and whoever yeah. wants to say any anything about jews about israel without really knowing and they don't have an opportunity to um to meet and and see and that's why it was a wonderful way of bringing in our christian friends mm. let's organize the concert in our synagogues places that you many would never go into mm. and for us as well to meet our christian friends to understand their challenges understand their way of life as well and with not being feeling that there is a hidden agenda there is a yeah. purpose of converting or proselytization and things like that it's pure supporting people to people mm. and 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 have that friendship Mm. I love that Liz you 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 are really really <laughs> getting excited yeah I see what do you oh, have to say oh. about that come on I know you want to talk up yes. about this because anti-semitism anti among Christians as well is a topic people don't talk often about I'm sure you've yes. you've seen yes. it yourself yes you know some people don't even know they're anti-semitic um they just yeah they say yeah Israel when they read their but I'm talking about a Christian say mm. generalizing um they read their bibles they love god they go to church and they read about the israelites and the jews and jerusalem and the prophets but they they actually don't do the maths that actually they are jesus's people you know this is his hood <laughs> as it were um they've taken him out of his jewish context and i don't know what I mean I was a Sunday school teacher once and I asked the children where was Jesus born and the one says in New Zealand I said oh wow <laughs> I've got lots to teach because they don't um really put that this is an ancient people that have the only nation that has defied history where yeah. other nationalities and cultures and civilizations have come and gone yeah. the incas the romans the pharaonic era they've come and gone where god's people have stood the test of time it's because it is through them that messiah is going to come and it is through israel that the nations will receive righteousness when he comes to rule and reign in jerusalem so it's the bedrock of our faith Yeah. So from us who come alongside Wito it's like we love stoking the fires of our Jewish sisters even though it's not a religious organization but Tamara's often said you're like a fire lighter it makes them proud to be mm. an Israeli and a Jew and and not like want to run for the hills and be like sort of it makes them want to stand stronger no matter how much the world becomes more anti Israeli is anti-Jew I hope we are giving them more metal for their their bones and their their muscles to carry on not give up don't back down but stand proud because God is on their side and he is going to come through for Israel and the Jewish people and our job is to comfort comfort him our people not bang them over the head yeah. of who we believe Messiah is we will leave that to God <laughs> and I often say to my Jewish friends, you know what? When Messiah comes, if he's not Jesus, 
I will say sorry, but if he is Jesus, you can say sorry. But in the meantime, let's help each other right now. Get this this show on the road, as it were, and uh, support. And there's a price to pay, you know, to stand alongside the Jewish folk because not everybody understands it, as Tamara is saying, and you get flack even from your family sometimes. Yeah. You're saying, what is it with you and these Jewish people? What have they got to do with us? Mm. Well, they've got everything to do with us as Christians. Yeah. Mm. I love this, what you're talking about. I, I have not so many things that I want to ask both of you. We're going to go to a quick, quick song break, though. We want you to enjoy some music here on Voice of Change today. But I'm joined by Tamar and Liz, and we are talking about, you know, wheat soy, but we've also been talking about Jewish-Christian relationships, you know. And I think this is such an important conversation to have. I do not want you to go anywhere. We're going to get deeper into this when we get back. But enjoy some music with us. And you know what? Please don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, on Voice of Change. Today, if you just joined me, where have you been? But if you're just joining, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm joined by Elizabeth Campbell and Tamar Lazarus. And we are and have been talking about, you know, Jews and Christians joining together, coming alongside. And I think, Tamar, I really want to ask you, you know, as a Jewish woman that has joined us today, I'm so grateful you are here. It, it is true, and you have said it just before the song, that there's a price to be paid when you, you come alongside Israel, when you come alongside the Jewish people. We see now what just happened in Texas with a man coming in and taking hostages in a synagogue. But we also saw a great rally after that of people coming together. I read in the news that there was about a thousand people that even when a lot of non-Jews that joined together and came and supported the rabbi as well as the people who had been taken hostage and just showed a solidarity and, and a care and concern. But we see this happening all the time. I remember, you know, when the rabbi and his wife in Mumbai quite a few years ago were killed, you know, and for those who maybe followed that story a few years ago, you know, and their children as well. And only their little baby boy was, you know, gotten out by the lady who was looking after him. And what a, that, that was quite a, a deep reality that happened then. But we see it quite often. We see these kind of things happening quite often. And again, like you said, you know, Miss South Africa coming under immense pressure last year, mm -hmm. November, December, when she wanted to go and participate in Israel, where Miss Universe was held. You know, she... She decided to go and, and came, you know, second runner up, which is incredible. And now we see again our Chief Justice who needs to, has been ordered by the court to say sorry about things about Israel and about being pro-Zionist, you know. All of these things we see and we know the heat is on as well uh, in South Africa with this kind of reality. You know, what, can't, what, what would you say to those who are listening who kind of are feeling so confused and thinking, look at all these things that's happening in the world, this anti-Semitism. How should I feel? Uh, I am maybe a Christian or I, I, I'm just struggling to understand why this is happening. Why is there so much anti-Semitism? And, and how should I feel, you know, towards this? What, what should be my role? What, what part should I play? You know, do I just ignore the, the negative messages that I receive, seek, seek this out for myself? What does this mean? What, it's a big question, but what, would you, what kind of would you say to people who are listening, who are witnessing this growth in anti-Semitism? Yeah, Lauren, it's, it's something that we, we have to see with every hatred. I think it's nothing to, not only anti-Semitism, racism, xenophobia, any hatred base 
I think if somebody hears something, the most important things is to check the 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 facts not to just accept something because we heard it in the media not because somebody came home and said this is um these are bad people they are this they are that own your information and often unfortunately we can't necessarily um change the minds of those that already believe in it deep down but the change can come with those that are willing to listen and to check their facts. And we know with, especially with social media now, um, how it's easy to reach to so many people. Information is so accessible. And that's where anti-Semitism is easily spread. It's so hard to pull back a post that you already did. Are you going to get to all those people that seen it? No. Um, olden days, you had a newspaper. Maybe you could go to the readership. You can uh, put back in the next edition of that newspaper. Hopefully, all those that read the previous one can read uh, uh, an amendment. But um, in the social media, it's all out. So the hatred is spread much easily now these days. Um, the other issue is that we have gone through a couple of years of really difficult times. And that's what happened with the Holocaust. There's always a... a um, a need to find a scapegoat. We find it throughout the history. Let's blame somebody to get to, to, for, for the reality that we are in. Mm. And if we can blame the Jews again, here, here we go um, mm. for the reality of, of the world. And, and you see a repeat of um, mm. um, uh, claims that the Jews control the world, the Jews control everything. No, we don't. But it's easier to say it, and it's it's come it's then gives an excuse to a reality that that we are we are in. Um, so it is that is the thing is to try and if anybody comes up in a family a situation a discussion that comes in a friend to to put doubts is it really true yeah. is that a statement true and then and then to try and put in another 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 view into it mm. um and i think the, now with the corona and so many people and another thing is a political a political agenda if you can uh, uh divert any situation to somewhere else and not deal with their realities in south africa why are we dealing with Israel-Palestine? Yes, we know in Israel, in, in, in South Africa, there's a history with the Palestinian people, with their struggle. But what is happening right now in South Africa? We have so many struggles in our country here, South Africa, that we need to deal with. What is that to do? Put our energy into these things that we have to correct. It doesn't mean that we need to accept things that are wrong elsewhere. But when you see what is happening yeah, and, and, and what is happening with the, with the deal with Clover, that everything is pulled back to a political reason. Mm. Um, and that is what one has to open eyes to people and say, what is the reason to that hate? Mm. Just ask why. 
bear hating. Mm. Mm. I love that. Mm. That's such wisdom there, Tamar. Thank you so much. Mm. And I think it's so important that, you know, we are often challenged when we sit around a table and people say, if someone is making jokes, you know, that are racist, challenge it. If someone's making jokes that are sexist, challenge it. If someone's making jokes that are, you know, anti-Semitic, challenge it. We need to challenge these thoughts. You know, racist jokes, these are not, it's not okay. You know, sexist jokes, that's not okay. Anti-Semitic jokes, that's not okay. We, you know, we need to have that bravery and courage within ourselves to stand up against many, many of those things. And Liz, what do you have to say to this? You know, what has God really revealed Mm. to you? Because I know Mm. that he has. And, you know, the same question I would would pose, you know, we we in South Africa as well, we need some clarity, you know, exactly. Mm. Like we were saying, Mm. we need the facts. You know, we hear a lot of things in the media and we have a lot of pressure you know, and, mm. and we see people outside parliament on a Friday standing for Israel, but then on a Monday they're standing for, for Palestine and then we're so confused and we're trying to figure it out. You know, Liz, what mm. would you say? Yes, you know, I think right now as believers uh, who love Israel and if you call yourself a Christian, the word that comes to my mind is courage. We are going to have to have a lot of courage going forward because of what Tamara has been saying here, there's, there's a pattern of history that goes way back of anti-Semitism. So here we go again, the Jews being a scapegoat. Um, we just have to, I mean, you could give a, a history lesson of umpteen times of when the Jewish people were put under the bus or going to be exterminated, like in the book of Esther, it's the same spirit. Spirits don't age. They eternal. <laughs> they just morph into another kind of era and another people group. Um, whether it's um, like, you know, you think of Esther, where they were going to be annihilated. And then you get the crusades, you get the pogroms, you get the Holocaust. It's the same hideous spirit that wants to do away with God's people because they are the ones that have come and have been formed by God to bring hope to this world through the Messiah that's going to come to no other than Jerusalem. So, of course, they're under fire. And Mm. if you believe like you and me and you read the Bible, we are truly in end times. So here we go. This fire is being flamed again to to try and it's it's a battle against light and dark, really. There's the, it, you, there are two camps here. There's no gray area. Mm. And you better know what side of the fence you're in. There's no time for drought sitters or yabrubs, you know, sitting mm. on the fence, actually being passive and lukewarm. We know what the Bible says. He said, God will spit you out. Mm. He'd rather have you ice cold than um, or, or, or hot as, you know, a, a flame. Don't sit on the fence. And it's for us now. To, to get the flame of God in our hearts, to be able to stand up for the Jewish folk, not let them just fight this battle alone, because they, we're going to have to pay the price, Lauren. And um, how many times, you know, we think of the Holocaust where people were singing there in their churches while they heard the trains being, you know, rattling their way to mm. Auschwitz, mm. and they did nothing. And what are we going to do in these last days when there's this hideous thing? And especially in South Africa with our present um, uh, leadership, because of the struggle, unfortunately, a lot of the ANC was funded by Gaddafi and Arafat. And it's like payback time now. <laughs> I don't know whether you're going to have to edit this, but <laughs> it's they can't go against that narrative because they're caught into this 
um, help helping um, them now because you know they were helped by these uh, um, anti-Semites, uh, people that were anti-Israel, and now they are helping them because they they're bedfellows. So unfortunately, this has brought an incredible curse on our country because it's clear. All of those you listening on radio, if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. And if you curse her, you'll be cursed. It's written. It mm -hmm. cannot be revoked, that's that statement in the Bible in Genesis 12, verse 3. So we have been cursing Israel, bringing about BDS that had become a world uh, a forum for hatred towards the Jewish folk. And in that, it has brought chaos in our nation and it's it's tragic but on that saying that i think south africa is one of the most unbelievable nations with the most unbelievable amount of believers and um, supporters of israel behind the scenes you're not going to get this on the social media you're not going to hear this um on the news you know, it's it's behind the scenes. There's a remnant of incredible people praying, supporting, loving Israel. And they have friends, really friends, that I know if ever there was trouble again flaring up in our nation directly against Jewish folk, we will come to the party, come hell or high water, mm. and um, rally the troops, as it were, to help in whatever way, I don't care in whatever way, are we going to be paying the price now for also being God's people? We, you know, who came first, the chicken or the egg? We belong together. And um, so, you know, we get we, we grafted into the house of Israel. So we adopted into the family mm. of Israel. So we better also come and help them. <laughs> So that's, and if any of you want to know more about Wheatso, you we can um, do that at, on on uh, another time. But really, it's the most incredible. Mm. Uh, it doesn't impede on your time or anything. You, it's it's not something that uh, bleeds you. You, it's a wonderful place to be able to give on a financial level to. Um, an organization where you know the money is going straight to God's people back home to these facilities that are state of the art. I just can't mm. tell you what an incredible people Israel is to see how they look after their own and their people. Mm. It is phenomenal. And somebody saying that Israel's racist. Oh my goodness. Mm. It is every color of the rainbow there, all speaking Hebrew. Please do yourself a favor and go and visit and you will change your narrative ASAP. <laughs> it's so incredible, you know, Liz and Tamar. I want to say thank you both for joining me and for sharing your passion and your wisdom with me today. I was thinking while I was listening to you both speaking about that. There's a very famous poem that was written by that the pastor, Martin Niemöller, and he said, first they came for the communists and I didn't speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists and I didn't speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out for me. And, you yeah. know, I want to leave that with the listeners today and say again to you both, thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for shedding some light 
on the journey that you have both had together, but also on WITSO, such an incredible organization. Tamar, thank you for the amazing work that you are doing there. And Liz, thank you for the amazing work that you are doing with the Ruth branch of WITSO. And together, also not only the work of WITSO, but showing us what this means to really love one another and to really support, to really have courage to stand, you know, when things are quite difficult and it's hard to do that and to have that courage. And I think that that is such a, a testimony today such a conviction that we can take with us thank you both for being with me I said at the beginning the time is going to go really quickly and it really did but thank you so much to both of you and just all the best for the beautiful beautiful work that you're doing together thank you Lauren thank you Lauren and thank you for all the listeners what a fire lit show we've had today and I'm so so grateful for the time that my guests have given me but also for you know the thoughts that they've inspired in me and just their messages you know their messages of courage their messages of truth and I pray that there's been something that you've been able to take away from the show today something specifically for you and for your heart for your life and for your calling and you know what it's so so important that we realize that this world is not always like we would want it to be it's not always easy to stand up for the things we believe in but it does take a measure of courage and that's the kind of courage that we can pray for and i don't know about you today i don't know what's going on in your life or your walk or your journey but god knows and if you need courage today pray for that courage he says be strong and be courageous for i will be with you wherever you go only be strong and he says that in the book of joshua right at the beginning that we can choose courage and when we choose to be courageous he will give us even more courage than what we need you know i'm reminded also of that beautiful scene in you know a movie of the chronicles of narnia or the books i read when i was a child how there was a time where there was bravery that was needed to conquer the darkness to conquer the evil and you know what in this one part of the the lion the witch in the wardrobe i remember it so clearly where it says that peter had to choose to be brave in this moment even though he didn't feel brave he still had to choose to be brave and you know maybe you don't like the narnia stories i remember them as a child reading them and really learning that bravery was sometimes not something that we always felt but it's something that we can always choose. And you know, being brave, being courageous, standing up for what we believe in, whether it's maybe something that you need to stand up for in your family, something that you need to stand up for in your community, in your society, in your nation, maybe just in your congregation, whatever it may be. I pray that God will bless you with courage, with bravery, with the ability to overcome the fear that stops you from being all that you can be today. And also, it is so great for us to know that we need to get the facts. We need to get facts over fiction. We need to know why we believe something, what we believe, and where's that coming from? Why do we believe that thing? Maybe we can look deeper and say, am I, you know, racist in this area? Do I carry anti-Semitism? Are there things that hold me back? I know that any form of things that are against someone else it's not of God. And we can pray about this and we can say, God, help us. Help us be better people. Maybe help me go to a place where I can speak to people who are different from me and realize that, you know what, there is connection. And there is, you know, we, sometimes when we are with people that are different from us, we realize that we're not so different after all. 
you know, may God bless you. May this conversation we had today just stir something inside of you, something big inside of you. I pray it has blessed you. Until next week, I pray God will take care of you. He will meet your needs, that he will see you, that he will be with you and your family and whatever you are going through right now. I pray God's richest mercy and blessings. Until next week. Thank you.